0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Training Table Podcast. Super Bowl is over. The football season is over. And what are we going to do with our lives for these next couple weeks? There's no traditional combine. There is no word on what's happening with the draft. It's going to be a very, very weird next couple weeks, next couple months. But this is the dead period right now. This is where the... the, This is that time of year where all the rumors start to fly and all the the crazy trade scenarios and all the the crazy thoughts that everybody has in their head. This is where everybody just kind of throws darts at the board and hopes something sticks. Now we've already seen a big trade uh, with Matt Stafford going to the Los Angeles Rams and Jared Goff going to Detroit. Uh, It looks like it's a beneficial trade for both teams. Uh, The Rams got their guy in Stafford and the Lions got a guy that they like in Jared Goff. Uh, So that's, you know, looks to be good. Uh, You have, A lot of trade rumors going around the league. It looks to be that the Eagles want to move Carson Wentz. Uh, They're hoping to get a Stafford side deal, but the problem is Carson Wentz hasn't put up Stafford numbers. And Carson Wentz, while, yes, he does have a Super Bowl ring, that was largely in part of Nick Foles and the way that he played, and that's why Nick Foles became the Super Bowl MVP. Looking around the league, we got to talk about this. We have to talk about the Super Bowl. We have to talk about Super Bowl 55 and – what went down? And I'm talking about the absolute decimation that happened to the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, it wasn't what anybody expected. I can tell you that for myself. I was expecting the Bucks to win. Look, when you have Tom Brady playing at home in his home stadium in the Super Bowl, it's very hard to count him out. He's been to 10. He's won 7. His record speaks for itself. And now he's at home. He doesn't have to go anywhere. He doesn't have to fly anywhere. He's sitting at home. Giselle's making him dinner. He's still doing the TB12 method. He's got Gronk sitting right next to him. He's got AV rubbing his feet. It doesn't matter that he is playing in the Super Bowl. He's playing at home. Then you bring in the Chiefs, the hottest team in football, the hottest offense in football. Pat Mahomes, the anointed goat already by some fans across the league. Media just loving everything that he does. And don't get me wrong, Pat Mahomes is a phenomenal athlete. He is a guy that is going to go down in the history books as one of the greatest. Uh, but he, we're not there yet. We're not there yet. We're still three years in. Yes, he's done some phenomenal things. But let's pump the brakes. He's going against Tom Brady. And the fact that the Bucks were underdogs in this game was insane. The Bucks defense came out guns blazing. And I knew that this was going to happen. The defense is something... That has been playing well all season. They've been a force to be reckoned with. Then you look at the linebackers with Devin white and Levante David. I mean, those guys were just flying around getting after it. Devin white with a huge, huge interception at the end of the game. And I mean, the chiefs offense couldn't do anything. They couldn't get the ball moving. I think they had a 26 yard run. That may have been the biggest play of the game. Pat Mahomes made some phenomenal throws, acrobatic throws. The receivers couldn't catch the ball. Um, I don't know how he got the ball off. I mean, quite frankly, if any other quarterback did that, if any other quarterback attempted that throw and it went the way that it did, fans would be like, why the hell is this guy throwing that ball? But it's Pat Mahomes, and he could pretty much do whatever he wants, and people will will gush over it. But what we got to look at is we got to look at the fact that Tom Brady, at 43 years old, everybody said he should have retired. Everybody said that he he was washed. Everybody said that he should have been done. One, maybe two teams offered him a deal. He just went and won his seventh Super Bowl. And granted, that defense was amazing, but at the end of the day, Tom Brady went and won that seventh Super Bowl. And you got to give credit to Gronkowski coming out of retirement, two touchdowns. I mean, look, touchdowns in February is what Gronk does best. Gronk is one of those players in the postseason, like a Robert Ori or Pablo Sandoval or Andre Iguodala, a guy who, you know, he may not make a lot of noise during the season, but as soon as that season is over, as soon as it's the offseason – These guys are going to light it up, and he is just one of those guys. And when it's time for the Super Bowl, Tom Brady's going to go to the guy that he knows best. He's going to go to the guy that has helped him get a majority of those rings, and that's Rob Gronkowski. So hats off to the Bucs. Not so much hats off to Tom Brady. I'm still not a Tom Brady fan. I'm still not obviously an A.B. fan, but at the end of the day, they beat the Chiefs, and that's what matters the most. The Chiefs did not get another Super Bowl Chiefs did not get to raise that trophy. The Chiefs did not get to quote-unquote run it back. I think Chris Jones said not one, not two, not three, not four, not five. No, you got one, not two, not three, not four, not five, so on and so forth. But that's all I'm going to say about the Super Bowl. That weekend, though, it was a very exciting weekend, especially for Raider fans. Not only because the Chiefs lost the Super Bowl, right, but because we had two Raiders elected into the pro football hall of fame with Charles Woodson first ballot hall of fame. I mean, it was pretty much known the day he retired that he was going to be a first ballot hall of famer. The accolades, the list goes on Heisman trophy winner, first defensive player to do it. Defensive rookie of the year, defensive player of the year, super bowl champion, Mr. Ohio. I mean, he has pretty much every award that you could possibly get except for maybe the Walter Payton man of the year award. But I think that he could easily won that as well if he really got nominated for it and really tried for it. The, the, Charles Woodson is one of those players that just embodies what it is to be a Raider. He embodies that Raider spirit, that Raider image, that Raider mystique. And we're going to get into the Raider mystique later with my guest. But what I say, what I mean when I talk about that Raider mystique, Charles Woodson is the quintessential Raider. Hard-nosed, smart, plays to the end of the whistle, See ball, get ball. That's what Charles Woodson does. And that's what he did best for his 18 years in the league. And Charles Woodson's a guy that, you know, when free agency came up, uh, the Raiders decided to let him walk. He ended up going to Green Bay. It was the only deal that that he got. Kind of saw his value around the league. And it wasn't because of his playing ability. Of course, he was coming off some injuries. He had a turf toe situation. Uh, It was also because of, you know, some character issues. Nothing bad. It was just, you know, he was young. Uh, He went to the Green Bay Packers, and he became a starter, became a captain there, won a Super Bowl, and he was a vocal leader on that team. Um, You know, towards the end of his career, or so to speak, so what everybody thought was, towards the end of his career, the Green Bay Packers had to let him go. They wanted to do some cost-saving measures, and they they let him go with two years left on his deal. Woodson had said that he wanted to go to a, a contender, and he really thought about going to Denver. Thank goodness he didn't make that decision. He ended up coming and taking a trip to Oakland and sitting down with the Raiders. Raider Nation caught wind that Woodson was in the area and Woodson was going to be coming to talk to the Raiders, and Raider Nation came out in full force. Charles Woodson left that night, Oakland Raider, again. When Woodson returned to the Silver and Black, Woodson became a vocal leader, a mentor, somebody who could mentor the young players, you know, the young Seal Morris, the Khalil Max. We had a young team. We had an inexperienced team. We had a new quarterback at helm. Derek Carr had just taken over. And Charles Woodson was that leader. And this wasn't a winning team. You know, this wasn't a a winning franchise at the time. Charles Woodson came back to be part of the nation, to finish off where he started, to leave on a good note. And when Charles Woodson stepped off that field that last game in December, his presence was felt and that's why Raider Nation appreciates him so much, and that's why Raider Nation loves him so much, and the fact that he was inducted into the Hall of Fame and that we get to see him in Canton this August give his speech and lead that Raiders chant, it's going to be exciting. It's going to be really, really exciting. The other Raider that was inducted into the Hall of Fame is somebody who was inducted way, way, way too late. And the NFL Pro Football Hall of Fame has been doing this to Raiders a lot. We saw it happen with Ken Stabler. We've seen it happen. Uh, I mean, we saw it happen with Tom Flores. Luckily, Tom Flores is still alive to see it, to see himself through, to see himself inducted. Because Ken Stabler didn't get that. You know, Cliff Branch is still not in the Hall of Fame, and he. Unfortunately, would not, will not get to see himself inducted if he gets inducted, which he should. But Tom Flores, two-time Super Bowl champion as a head coach, one time as an assistant coach, one time as a player. First Latino to win a Super Bowl, first Latino head coach to win a Super Bowl. Tom Flores is that guy, the Iceman. And I can talk a little bit about Tom Flores and I can do him some justice, but I thought that it would be better to bring in somebody who knows him better than I do, who has played for him, who has sweated for him, who has bled for him, who has scored in those game-winning situations, who has been a major part of those games. And after this break, I'd like to bring in my guest, so stay tuned.
1: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
2: The economy is made up of real people doing real stuff, and it affects everything, which you obviously know since you're a real person doing real stuff.
0: all right guys we are back and we are with a very very special guest we have one-time national championship winner two-time world championship winner super bowl hero in super bowl 15 mr kenny king how you doing
3: i'm good kenny king Jr. how are
0: you <laughs> i'm doing well i was gonna i was gonna lead with you know this is somebody i've known very really close family friend of the family for the past 37 years and let's not talk about the two days that, that'll be 38 but um but not nah, just you know I, I wanted to talk to you you know obviously we talk every day and we talk about um a lot about Raider football a lot about stuff around the league things like that but I wanted to get your thoughts on coach Flores's induction and, and what that really means to the Raiders and why did it, why do you think it took so long
3: wow Whew. What does that mean to the Raiders? What does that mean to the fans? What does that mean to the National Football League? What does that mean to the past? What does that mean to the present? What does that mean to the future? You know, and Tom Flores, you know, I'd never heard of Tom Flores until 1980. And I got traded to Oakland by, from the Houston Oilers. And I I was all told that that trade was made by, uh, Mr. Davis, so I don't know, you know, I don't know all the intricates of that, but let me just say this, the things that I have in the last 40 years, uh, seen and, and and have been, you know, have had an opportunity to be exposed to is, you know, um, players, coaches, of, of this magnitude we've had, we've had the gene up We've had the art shells. We've had the Dave Casper's we've had the Mike Haynes. We, you know, we, we, you know, we, we've got those players, those yeah. people that are in the, in the, in the hall of fame, but you know what? Let's, let's talk about coach Flores. Let's call, let's talk about coach Flores. Coach Flores is a guy that was quiet. He didn't raise his voice a lot, But when you you knew when you were in trouble, you knew when you uh, uh, what he was talking about. And that's a kind of that's a kind of leadership that this that man brought to the Raider organization. I was fortunate enough to be uh, traded into that into that family and to be here now, 40 years later, saying that Tom Flores is now going into the National Football Hall of Fame is it's it's the right thing should have been done years ago uh, because of the fact that he not only did he play as a as you know, and, you know, into uh, as a player. He was an assistant coach. He was as a as a Super world championship. He he was a head coach of two head uh, of, of two Super Bowl championships. So, you know what? Tom Flores has done so much for this game, for this and and for the Hispanic American, you know, Hispanic American that live in America today. You know, he is a legend. He's, you know, I, you know, I there's not enough accolades that you can throw out there just to say, hey, coach, you did a hell of a job. And you know what? It's about time you get there. And you know what? I plan to be there with you.
0: You know and and with coach it's it's one of those things where not only did he did he play not only was he an assistant coach not only was he a head coach um but you look at those raiders teams that he coached uh you look at the cast of characters that were on the team so for him to manage you know guys like john matuzak guys like you guys like Gene upshaw Art Schell, all those guys together cliff branch rod martin you know to 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 manage that and to, to put that team together i mean that super bowl 15 team where you guys were the first wild card team to win a world championship to walk me through that how how did he make that work you
3: know i i, I you know we've had a, there's been a lot of discussion there's been a lot of conversations and and i you know there's one i there's one that i wish that i had a taken a recorder with me this was, uh, it was back in like 1991. Uh, the Raiders was playing the Miami Dolphins in the uh, uh, Japan, over in Japan, you know, in a preseason game. And Mr. Davis brought players from the 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s. I mean, those eras, those decades. I mean, I got to sit with, you know, I'm sitting here with Jim Otto. I'm sitting here with Ben Davidson. I'm sitting here with you know, I'm sitting here with George Bland. I'm, you know, I'm sitting here with legends. Okay. And, and for, for, for that information, you know, we've had a lot of great uh, experiences, but I, one of the things I wish from that, from just from that event was that I had a recorder so that I could have brought in and, you know, and had those recordings of what we talked about. These are, these are off the field antics. These are, this is what, you know, this is what the Raiders organization is all about. And that, and, and that's, you know, one of the things that what Tom was a great about is Tom was, Tom was a great coach for what we needed at that time. Not any coach could just come in there and coach that team. It needed, he need we needed someone like Tom Forrest. Yeah. So
0: it was good to have him. Yeah. And I mean, he's, you know, he's coming in right after. Right after John Madden. So those okay. are obviously still big, huge shoes to fill. And he did it seamlessly. Um, and you know, arguably that trade uh in, in 1979 that sent you and, and Pastorini to the, to Oakland and Jack Tatum and Kenny Stabler to Houston, it worked out well. It worked out well for the team, it worked out well for the Raiders, it worked out well for you. Um what are what are some what are some anecdotal stories? about Tom Flores that we may not have heard or that the fans may not know of? (laughs) Uh, Well, you know,
3: son, the thing about the Raid organization (laughs) is that uh, what's said in the locker room stays (laughs) in the locker room. (laughs) (laughs) You know, uh, uh, if if you want to catch me on the other side of Morphus, you know, we, we can have that conversation. But, you know, no, I tell you what, Coach Flores, Coach Flores has been a great friend of mine. Has been a great mentor. Been a great coach. I mean, this guy's—he's done everything that you could possibly ask for from 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 a person. And you know what, Mr. Davis was not the easiest person to work for. But you know what, if he loved you, he was—you know—if he—if 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 he, 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 he respects you, he loves you. And and that and that's just the way it was. And Coach Forrest had, you know, he had his hands full. You know, you've got you got Gene Upshaw, you got Art Shell, you've got Raymond Chester, you got, you got uh Dave Casper, you got uh, you know, the and he's a hall, he's a hall of famers, a future hall of fame, so forth, et cetera. And we're not just talking about the other guys the Mike Davis and Lester Hayes, the Ken, Reggie Ken Laws, the, the Bob Nelsons and so forth. He knew, he knew how to bring the best out of every player and get what we needed when we needed it and that was the greatest that you know that was coach floor's greatest attribute to me and you know and, and uh, I went to his 75th birthday party in, in uh, Reno nevada and you know we talked about you know him getting in the hall and I tell you what we're there now yeah. we are there we are there we don't have to say it should have been. I'm not going to sit here and say that you know that uh um Bill Cower and 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 uh, coach from over here at Dallas, uh, Jimmy his Johnson. Name? uh yeah John, Jimmy Johnson you know I I mean, I mean I I'm I'm happy for them and they deserve to be there but not before Tom. Tom should have right. been there a long time ago.
0: You know and that's one of the things that we see with Raiders right we see players that maybe should have gotten in a lot earlier um not getting coaches that should have gotten earlier and not get in um, or finally get in or get in, you know, after, after the death, um, you know, we, you look at guys like, you know, and, and not a knock on on, not a knock on lens one at all, but you look at a lens and you look at a cliff branch and the postseason stats speak for themselves. So you have a cliff branch who blows lens one out of the water. Yet Cliff is still not in the Hall of Fame, and I think that that's where Raider fans we we get frustrated, right? We you know, and and I know that members of the Raider Nation and, and former players they feel that same frustration. Why do you think it is that Raiders often get overlooked? I think it's because of the, I think it's because of the 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 league, the National Football League has
3: has always had this uh, somewhat of a vendetta against the Raider organization. You know, me coming to the Raiders in 1980. Uh I found I found out firsthand what it was like to be a part of that process and that thought process. Uh the Raiders were not given the well, I we we probably were, but we just didn't feel like we were. Um But I, I, I will say this, you know, the league itself has had, we've had our issues with, you know, especially uh, Ro, uh Pete Rosell. Yeah, you know, you know, we we it was it was such a wonderful time in 1980 when we won Super Bowl 15 where Mr. Roselle had to come in and had to present the, you know, the hall, the, the world championship trophy to Mr. Al Davis. Mm-hmm. That was, that was, thank you, Mr. D. Thank you, sir. We'll, we'll take care from him. Now let him come and do it. But, you know, I, I just think that, I think that there's been that, uh, that, Stigma for so long, and I'm I'm hoping that, and I'm and I'm praying that we get we we can get past that because you know what, you know we still got Jim Plunkett, you know we got we got Lester Hayes, we got you know we got Cliff, and you know what, Cliff is no longer Cliff is no longer with us, and and you know I I, I would love to see you know be I would I would love to be at that inauguration just. To Get what Cliff has to say, yeah. you know, have the boy, you know. But it's just one of those things. I, I think that the league, I think that hopefully, hopefully, we're turning that corner where it's not. You know what? All the things that have happened, all the transitions and, and the thing, you know, the transactions that happened or didn't happen the way that the league wanted to happen or the Raiders didn't want. You know what? We can get past that and and move on and and be and 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 you know and not. Penalized, Coach Flores. I mean, now Coach is in his eighties, you know, and you know why couldn't he have had that HOF, you know, status right. twenty years ago? Right. I mean, seriously, it's forty years. It's forty years since you know since Super Bowl fifteen, and there's been plenty of time. So guess what? What? Tell me, you tell me what the heck is wrong?
0: You know and you're one hundred percent spot on. I mean, you, you hit the nail on the head, especially with you know you know, Jimmy Johnson, Um, but we, you know, we look at it, coaches in, uh, which is huge. It's huge. We got coach and uh, Charles Woodson, a first ballot hall of famer going in this year. Uh, Raiders are getting into the hall and, you know, there's been some Raiders that have been on the ballot, some former players that have been there, um, you know, for a year or so, Richard Seymour was recently up for it. Um, But, you know, you talk about changing, changing directions and and trying, trying to change that trajectory in the league. You know, we look at it, we have a new place in Vegas. There's a new brand new stadium. Uh, the team is looking to turn the corner. Obviously the defense needs a little bit of work, but what are some things looking at this team that Raider fans can be excited for going into 2020? Mm. I think, I think
3: we've always had a good offense. I think our offense have been solid. I think that, you know, a lot of folks, a lot of people talk about Derek Carr, Derek Carr, Derek Carr, Derek Carr, Derek Carr. You know what? Until you've got it, and until you've been in that game, and and you know you suited up and and played that game, shut up, you know, stop. I mean, seriously, I mean, seriously, sit. Don't sit there on social media and and blast Derek Carr because we lost Derek. You know, we lost yesterday. He's gonna have bad days. He's gonna have bad weeks. I mean, that's a part of the game, but you got to live with that. I think that what we have to do, what we have to do right now, is we have to strengthen up that defense we've got a good offense we have we have talent waller i mean um rugs uh you know you know and 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 uh um the running game i mean we've got a solid running game we've got probably the most expensive offensive line so i think that that's something we could probably venture into and say hey you know what uh it's time for you to move on and let me bring somebody else in here uh defensively i think we need we need a couple of we need, we need leadership. We need leadership yeah. there. And that leadership starts with the defensive coordinator. We haven't had a defensive coordinator since, you know, for our, I can't tell you since Charlie summer, you know, and that yeah. was back in, you know, back in the eighties, nineties. Uh, and, and, uh, you know, and all you guys, all your coach coordinators out there that, you know, that's offended. You know, I'm sorry, but you know, that's how <laughs> I feel about it. You know, get over it. Um, Here's you know, I, I I really do think that we need we need defense. Our defense needs to step up. Our defense needs to be able to tell us, just like Ted Hendricks and, and Ron Martin and Reggie Kinlaw those guys used to tell us, we're playing San Diego. Guys, keep us in the game and we'll win this game because it's it's about who's gonna have the ball last. And that was the way it was with the Oakland Raiders and, and the San Diego Chargers for many years, for many years. And I think that where we are today, we're talking about, you know, once a Raider, always a Raider. Let's get back with, you know, let's get back with that too. Let's get, let's get these guys back in here. Let's, let's start talking, having some dialogue with some of these younger players, you know, not just, not just the Hall of Fame guys, because you know what? There's a Reggie Kinlaw who's a badass man. I mean, yeah. he's, he, you know, that guy was 250, 260 pounds and played middle, no play, plays nose guard in the national football league i'm gonna tell you something if that he can't tell you something about the game then you know what then he can't then the the game can't be told now i think that we need to we need to embrace all bodies and get everybody involved with this organization we're in we're in las vegas now we're are we are recognized we're no longer in oakland oakland fans i you know i I sympathize with you I was there I've you know been there with you I parted with you I've lost with you won with you but things in life changes and you know Vegas and back to Oakland and now you know Los Angeles back to Oakland and then you know now in Las Vegas I think we need to focus our focus need to be on kicking ass and taking names we don't care. We don't care about anything else. That's what we want to do. We want to walk into that stadium and we want them, we want to get that fear back. You know what? Where's the fear? Where's that, where's that intimidation? Where's that that you know the raider raider image? Where's that radar matcha? Where's that Raider, ma, you, know, ma, you know, it's like, where is it? So in order to, you know, in order to win, you gotta have that. And that's one of the things that see that's one of the things that the New England Patriots were so good at it because they had an offense. They didn't have great defense. They had, they had, a, they had a great offense. Tom Brady's gonna beat you, right. but their defense could, but their defense could also beat you too. And I'm not saying that their defenses were were lagging, but they were they were the greatest. There's been other defenses that have been just as good as those defenses. In order to get back into that, we have to start thinking about when we play when we play the Kansas City Chiefs. We cannot, we've got to understand that we've got to play three players offensively, Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, and Kelsey. If we, if we, and that's one of the things that I loved about the way the Patriots, I mean, the way the Buccaneers played the other night, they played those guys. And guess what? 31 to nine world champions. Now, how do we get back into that field? You know, I think we got a good defense coordinator. I think, you know, we're, the direction that we're going in, but now it's the players. we got to get their mindset into that Raider mentality.
0: Yeah, and, and, and I'm going to leave on this this question here because you talked about the Raider mentality, the Raider image, we, you know, we, we hear a lot about, you know, that Raider mystique, you as a former player, uh, you as somebody who's been around the organization for a long time somebody who's spent a lot of time around mr davis um tell the fans just a little bit about what the raider mystique is that raider
3: mystique is is it's a unique quality about an organization it it's it tells it's about winning it's about it's about friendship it's about leadership it's about uh brotherhood it's about it's it's about winning and you know 1980 you know we were we were fighting we were doing well and then we started playing we had a couple of games where we you know we um we lost and we had a team meeting and i and i talked to jt brick the other day we were talk, talked about this on monday we had a team meeting and that team meeting, gave every player in that room an opportunity to speak. Didn't matter who you were. You can be you can be a, a rookie that just got drafted and last rookie to last player to get drafted. Or you can be a player that's on the injured reserve, whatever. Doesn't matter. You're in this meeting, it's your opportunity to talk about it. The raid organization needs to get back to playing football. We don't care. We don't care about a lot of things. But what we do care about is winning and you know what it's like mr Davis said just win baby if you can't understand that concept then you don't understand radarism
0: i think that pretty much hits the nail on the head right there i think that you pretty much solidified what it means what it is and what we need to get to do kenny dad I really want to thank you for coming on. It was a pleasure. I know that the listeners are going to love it. Um, Thank you again.
3: You're welcome, son.
0: Love you. Love you, too. And so there you have it. We talk about Tom Flores. Should have been in a long time ago. He's finally in. We can stop talking about the shoulda, woulda, coulda. He is finally in. Now it's time to focus on some of those Raider players that are not in. Most notably, Cliff Branch, Jim Plunkett, Lester Hayes. Raider Nation, we need to lead the charge to get these guys into Canton. And like my dad said, Raiders, there's a lot of positivity in the future. There's a lot to be excited about. The offense is good. The offense is rolling. There's some moves that can be made on the offensive line. Defensively, this team needs to get it together. And one of the things that stood out to me was him saying, bring – back some of the older players and not just the Hall of Famers bring back some of the older players, the Reggie Laws, the Rod Martins, the Kenny Kings, you know, some of these impact players that were part of those Super Bowl teams, part of those championship rosters, guys that made a huge difference, guys that made a huge impact because back then, yes, there were a lot of superstars, there were a lot of huge names and those guys made the Hall of Fame, but there's also a lot of names, unsung heroes that Raider Nation that has been around for a long time. They know, you know, you, you could ask Raider Uncle Mike and he can name off every single Raider that's played in the past 40 years. I can guarantee you that, you know, there's a lot of Raider Nation. That's, what I, that's why I love y'all. That's why, that's why I love this fan base. But the Raiders need to get back to excellence. You know, we talk about commitment to excellence and the Raiders need to get back to it. And to see where this team is going to go, to see the direction this team is leading, I'm excited about it. You know, I want to see them make some moves on defense. I want to see some defensive tackles get brought in. I want to see some more pass rush help. I want to see what Gus Bradley has cooked up for this defense because I'm I'm, you're not going to lie to you. I'm cautiously excited right now. And as free agency continues to go on, as the rumors start to go on, I'm going to get more and more excited. But until next week, until next time, Enjoy yourselves.